Today on Cinema Oblivia, incestuous lesbians and one very, very angry cat. Welcome to Cinema Oblivia, your podcast for discussions on films that are out of date, out of fashion, out of style, out of our minds, you know, all that stuff. Once again, as usual, I am your host, James Eldred. And who's back today? It's uh, Joe Odber from the, the Twitter account, Fruit of the Loom. Yes, Joe, thanks for joining me once more. I promise not to laugh at your accent too much this time. Oh, that's okay. I'll allow it. Okay, thank you. Today, previously when you were on here, we had, like, the first time was for Chariots of the Gods and Jupiter Effect. That's and right. And that was kind of tangentially related to, like, the kind of stuff you tweet about. Like, yeah, you know, conspiracy, silly conspiracy theories. Yeah. Crackpot, crackpot, paranormal bullshit. And then The Visitor was just weird. Yeah. <laughs> and you could say it's about whatever you want, because who the, who the hell knows? Yeah. Um, but today we're we're going a bit more grounded, even though it's this movie's crazy, um, and we are discussing one of the best named movies of all time. That's what right. Is the mo- yeah. What is the name of this movie? Your vice is a locked room, and only I have the key. Yes. <laughs> which, <laughs> which tells you everything you need to know about the film. Yeah. The, the, no, no. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> now that you mentioned it, that's no. a 1972 uh, thriller, a- Italian thriller, Gallo by director Archer, uh, Sergio Martino. Now, I had this on my list. You picked it. Why? I love Italian exploitation films, and Giallo yeah. especially. And this is this is just a, a great one. Sergio Martino, I think, is is. The best, you know, you got the flashier ones. You got Argento, Mario Bava, both excellent. Mm-hmm. Sergio Martino, I think, just made a string of fantastic uh, jolly, and this this is one of the best. Which and it's basically not even not well, it is a jalo, but it's got lots of different elements in it. It makes it quite an unusual one. Yes, even f- as as giallos go, which is a strange genre, it's an odd one for for the listener at home who might not know this, like my mom, Joe. What is a giallo? A giallo, it's like an Italian um, horror genre, mostly from mm-hmm. the 70s. Yeah. And it's got a lot of elements of um, perhaps Hitchcock um, kind of films from before then, um, kind of thrillers, etc. cetera. Um, mm. But also it looks ahead to slasher films and things like that. It, it's, yeah, well put, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely, it's like an erotic thriller. So yes. There's always a lot of um, sexy people in it. There should be. <laughs> yes. And there's there's a murderer with black gloves, usually a knife. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a big mystery. You know, it's about who, finding out who the killer is. There's always a mystery about who it is. So it's a whodunit uh, with a lot of sex and a lot of violence all mixed in. A lot of style as well. Yes. And it is very much, like you said, it is, it is the proto-slasher. 
and yeah. it's kind of yeah. like halfway between a classic Hitchcock story and halfway between Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, that exactly. is, is it is it is a definitely a bigger emphasis on the mystery than most slashers, but a hell of a lot more gore and yeah. and sex, and in this right. one, a hell of a lot more sex. <laughs> also, before we even get going, content warning for this movie: this movie has all kinds of messed up shit in it. Um, so if sexual violence, domestic abuse, um, dubious Racism. consent, what was that? Racism. Oh yeah, this movie's yeah some very casual racism that's not really commented on. Those kind animal of things, cruelty. but not okay, not real animals though. I don't think. Well, no, the, no, uh, thank goodness yeah. for what. Yeah, I always. Funny when listening, I don't think I'll ever cover a movie that actually has actual animal violence in it on purpose. <laughs> um, so if if there is one, I don't know about it when I'm watching it. So yeah, so no, no, no cannibal Holocaust type shit. Just uh, you know, the cat looks fake. Um, but <laughs> this movie, <laughs> your vice is a locked room and only I have the key, which has an Italian name that I'm not going to attempt to say. Um, also no, according to Wikipedia, also known as gently before she dies. I yep. love I of the black cat and excite me with an exclamation point. <laughs> um, none of those films, none of those titles are indicative of what this film actually is. Um, well, one uh, of them is there is a black cat in it. Yeah. The, the film is very loosely, lo- super loosely, like as loose as can be. Uh, inspired by the Edgar Allan Poe short story, The Black Cat. Yeah. It's got um, all the main notes from that short story in it. Yeah, it especially the ending. Spoiler. Well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, all the main notes with some extra fun stuff thrown in. So um, before we get to talk about who made this, who's in it, Joe, can you give me a brief kind of outline of what the like, n- non-spoilery Back of the box. What is this movie? Okay, then. It's about a, a very unhappily married couple. The husband <laughs> is a, a writer who... Uh, it seems like he was a great writer at first. Um, fallen mm-hmm. in hard times. Got writer's block. He's drunk. He's abusive. And uh, some murders start happening in, in town. Yeah, that's a good job. That's very, very, um, very vague. And but it go it no in a good way in a good way it goes places and I think the one plot point I'll mention after that about about twenty minutes into the movie, uh, his niece shows up and things get complicated. Um, yeah. whose whose niece is that? Now is that it, is like, um, Olivieri's niece, the man's niece, because okay, he said so, my sister uh, brought her from Paris for our wedding. Okay, I I I, I missed that one line because no matter whose it is, it's it's, it's icky. But oh, I yeah. wanted to know. I want to know which one's more icky. Um, I know. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. So yeah, like like I think we should talk about the director first. So it's a Sergio Martino. Yeah, and he is one of the big names in seventies exploitation Italian cinema. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. he has a string of really great, like must see films if you're into the genre. Yeah. So what what are your must see Martinos? Well, uh, the strange, the strange vice of Mrs. Ward, which is like the yes. first one he made, and with um, the, one of the stars of this one, Ed, yes, who's, we've been wondering, Edwig Fenech. How did we see? The, how did we get Edwig Fenech? Fenech, um, Fenech, Fenech. Fenech. Uh, well, you know, part, you know. Look, I'm bad at European names. Um, 
I live in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that's I got a pronunciation. What was that? Japanese is easier pronunciation, I think, than Italian and French. Usually it is, yeah, because it's all phonetic. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, I think it's Edwi's Fenech. 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 It doesn't matter. I tried. I've tried really hard, everyone. Like, this, the Blu-ray has special features, but everyone who says her name is Italian, and yeah. they say it, like, hella fast. So, as we say in Japan, gomen nasai. I'm very sorry. But yes, yes, Strange Vice and Mrs. Ward, which is where this movie title comes from. That's right. It's a line in that um, film which doesn't make any sense either, which he's just said, <laughs> yeah. you know what? I like the way that sounds. So let's have it for this one. That'd be like uh, having a completely random movie called, uh, you know, Played Again, Sam. That has nothing to do with Casablanca, just because yeah. it sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he, Case of the Scorpion Tale, I think, is another good oh, one. I, that, that is one of my favorites, Case of the Scorpion mm-hmm. Tale. Um, that's got another one of the stars in this, Anita Strindberg. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's a Jalo which, which goes and jets around. It starts off in London, ends up on like a Greek resort. Um, so it's mm-hmm. a lot of jet setting, a lot of aspirational stuff. And that, that's also got a really good mystery around it as well. That's the thing about Sergio Martino. The, the films are all really well plotted. He really cares about what's happening and telling the story. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just really satisfying for this kind of film. Yeah, yeah, and... Definitely, totally. And he, he made other... I, I have seen this one, All the Colors of the Dark, but I've forgotten about it, but I know I've seen it. Yeah, that, All the Colors of the Dark, that's the one, yeah, when Edwidge is um, tormented by Satanists. As, you know... <laughs> no, I, I thought that was Bloody Iris. No, that's that's the, that's the sex orgy. That's the orgy. That's the orgy yeah. cult. Yeah, Blood I'm sorry. Is, a, is another one. Thing is, the titles don't really tell you what's happening in the film, so it's no, hard they're to evocative. Remember. Evocative, yes. Yeah. Um, I just watched not too long ago Torso. A Torso is possibly my favorite one of his, which is a really iconic one. That is very much a proto slasher, very yeah. ahead of its time. That has a uh, Susie Kendall. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in. Uh, I guess her real film is uh, To Serve with Love. <laughs> season that oh, right. and wow. season uh up the junction and she was in uh what's the other gala birth birth of costa plumage oh and right yeah that's that's the first one that's the one that kicked it all off really yeah the that and i yeah the first of the big ones yeah and uh, yeah. um so see big ga- gallo like legendary one now but you know martino made some great gallows but he also made you know other films that um Varying quality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you seen any of his later output? I haven't. Oh, My friends all watched the the fish the fishy one, which they said was. <laughs> I haven't seen that. And he actually, I can't remember what that one's called now. <laughs> What's that one the called? Island, but... island of the Island of the Fishmen. It also has another name called Screamers. Yes, um, that's right. Recut, which really it? downplays the whole fishman thing. That has fucking Joseph Joseph goddamn Cotton's in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Joseph Cotton was on, was in quite a oh. few of these, these trashy films, and he's always great. Yeah, but still. Oh, one more great gallo he did was uh, which I just just watched. Also, the suspicious death of a minor. That's a um, that's a good one, and it's quite unusual. That's got a lot of um, kind of the crime um, genre, the Polizzatecci crime genre. Yeah. Which I, love in it so it's a it's bit of a mixture a comedy super dark super dark very it's, disturbing yes and it's um but it's also got a lot of comedy in it which doesn't 
you know, John. That's Gallo. Probably. That's Gallo. Um, yeah. Uh, he, I, I, the only later one I've seen of his is the Mountain of the Cannibal God, which has, oh, yeah. uh, has a post-peak Ursula Andress and a pre-peak Stacy Keach, <laughs> um, <laughs> from uh, 1978. And all I remember from that movie is this scene was someone's fucking a pig. Um, uh, not 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 actually, but it's it's bad. It's it's i mean it's 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 some good trash and it's like 90 minutes so you know but i would say martino peaked with his gallo he still does stuff um he mostly works in tv now italian tv and i've heard you like none of that stuff's in english Uh, from doing research some people love some of that some of it some of it is well acclaimed some of it is not but i think he i think he probably went where the money was because he always striked me struck me as not really someone who's too concerned with cinema as an artistic medium. <laughs> no, no. You've no. got the Argento who's always going to do this kind of film. Uh, whereas mm-hmm. Martino would say, well, what's popular at the moment? You know, in the 80s, he did a lot of these kind of post-apocalyptic barbarian films and things like that. So, yeah, yes. that's it. It'll go where the money is. You're right. Yes, just like his brother, Luciano Martino, who produced it and and wrote it. And is the star was the then husband of Miss Finich. Um Yes. According to the IMDB, Lucia, Luciano Martino produced an episode of the 1980s Sarah Jessica Parker TV show Square Pegs. Um, I don't believe them. <laughs> I, I think I think that's somebody fucking with somebody. Um, yeah. Yeah, but he he wrote a lot of the people on this wrote a lot of movies. That's kind of the yeah. Italian mo, right? You just you churn them out. Like the main writer uh, Ernesto Gostaldi, he wrote yeah. 124 movies. Wow! And you know what? A lot of the the best Jallo um, was written yeah. by him as well, and other stuff. Yeah. You know, Italian westerns, and uh, I think the Polizzi as well. You know, so really yeah. good writing. Reliable, and probably, and probably a lot of terrible sex comedies. Oh, tons of terrible sex comedies. Yeah, my friend watched a lot recently. Uh, a lot of the uh, the the Fenich uh, sex comedies he watched. They said they're mostly terrible. I mean, I think there's there's nothing in those movies for me. <laughs> like, let's be real. <laughs> um, I can appreciate Edwards Fenich from a you know a, a an objective standpoint, but um, I don't think those movies have much for the the gay man i'm just gonna put it's just a wild guess um <laughs> and also they're all disgustingly sexist and yes. full of if you think if you think a movie like uh revenge of the nerds has dubious consent you should watch you should not watch uh literally any italian sex comedy no. um no they're bad but yeah they all kind of worked a lot together all these people with with the composer too bruno nicoldi bruno, bruno, <laughs> bruno nicolai yeah. um Whose music you have heard if you have played a Western video game or watched a movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, his movies in Kill Bill, is in Django. Uh, this, is, this is some Tarantino-ass shit movie, this movie here. Like, this yeah. is the kind of movie that I'm sure Tarantino owns a 35mm print of. <laughs> but saying that, you know, it's not trashy and cheap. It's trashy. It's definitely trashy. Oh, it's trashy. Yeah. But it's not... <laughs> and I don't think it's particularly high budget. You know, it's kind of small small set pretty small yeah. cast couldn't have been that expensive to make 
but it you know it feels feels expensive, feels classy. Yeah, it was shot really quick. They said in about I, I watched an interview, shot in about six weeks, pretty much in one location. You know, yeah. would to keep that keeps the car nice location, nice villa. Uh which apparently is now like a headquarters of some right wing political party in in Italy. So that's, right. a, that's a bummer. Um but you know, whatever. One other person behind the scenes I want to mention and not, you know, very good cinematographer. I've seen his a few of his films. Uh Giancarlo Ferrando. He did he he was working up until he died in twenty twenty. And he did a lot of Gallo and a lot of those Italian crime movies and this movie and Troll 2. Troll 2, wow. I, yes. Which I haven't seen, but I've heard of. I mean, everybody has, right? Yeah. Um, not a good movie. I think I'm not the first person at that. Troll, Troll, good movie. Troll yeah. 2, not a good movie. Troll, main character of Troll's name is Harry Potter. Really? <laughs> yes. And you know he and, he and he works with a witch, um. So help kickstart me to buy the rights to Troll so I can make a Harry Potter movie that's not yep. by that bastard. Anyway, <laughs> um. I think the real the real draw here for a lot of people is the cast and getting top billing even though she doesn't show up for 25 minutes is the wonderful again Edwise Fenech which we're going to go with that. Um Yeah, Edwise Fenech. We can do that. As sexy as her name isn't. Um yes. yes. You 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 a fan? I love her. She is, and she's beautiful <laughs> in this film. I've heard people say that I've got a book about Italian horror, and it, it keeps on talking about her unflattering hairstyle in this. And I think no, that's that. Her hair looks good in this. It's a short bob. Now she's a beautiful actress. Dark I hair, am. really she great. Is, again, she is one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, yeah. just absolutely perfect figure. Absolutely perfect. She is, she is frustratingly gorgeous. Like, yeah. like you know, she's on. You know, not to get again to the same joke I always make, but you know how there's like pe- people have the joke like I'm gay for blank. Yeah, you know, like I'm for me. <laughs> I'm straight for 1970s Edwise Finetch and 1970s and early 80s uh, Debbie Harry. All right, that's those yeah. Are my go- those are my go-to's. Um, no one would argue with, with with you there. No, no, no. And there's still and there's still two really gay picks. Anyway, um, <laughs> but she's a fantastic actress. Uh, that name is Maltese. If, yes. if anyone's wondering at home, she was born in French Algeria to a Maltese father and a Sicilian mother in 1948, and then she moved to Nice for a little bit, and then moved to Rome when she was 17. And that's when the Martinos discovered her. Yeah. And she became a big star in a lot of these sex comedies. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, you know, I keep making fun of them. I haven't seen most of them. Um, they all sound terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> just the names. Just to read off. 
I want to read off a few of these names because they just sound bad. So she was in a version of Madame, Madame Bovary. That's one of her first big movies, which is a drama. And then, let's see, When Women Were Called Virgins. Naughty Nun. Right. Mbalda, All Naked and Warm. That was Holy a big hit, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Oh, holy God! Here comes the pastore. Giovanna long, th- long thigh. Giovanna long thigh. Yeah. Porker in bed. Wow. <laughs> now that's not the original name. Um, nope. uh, that's the English name. The school teacher. Sex with a smile. Confessions of a lady cop. Sc- the school teacher goes to boys high. The school teacher in the house. Um. <laughs> Hot potato, um, and my personal favorite, a policewoman on the porno squad. <laughs> <laughs> so, the hot, you know, you know, there's no small parts. Just uh, that's supposed to be like a, a spoof of the Italian crime films. Yeah, um, I'll which, check something at some point. That one that does sound good. Yeah, you report back to me. You do, you yeah. do the damage there. Um, but you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, she's great. She's just a fantastic actress. And she just she's one of those people that kind of just like the screen loves her. Yeah. Which yeah. is why it kind of works when she kind of comes in 20 minutes into it. You're already into the plot and then boom, she comes in and it's a great appearance and it just wows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's nuts. But also in this, you mentioned earlier, uh playing more of the main character, it, Arena is uh, Anita Strindberg. Uh, yeah, another beautiful woman and another great actress. Another one, woman who's in a bagillion gallows, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she was in, um, I think, The Case of the Scorpion and um, Case, of, and, uh, Case of the Scorpion's Tale and yeah. uh, who, who Saw Her Die. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Try to think of the other ones she was in. There was, there was one Antichrist. I was dead. Uh, not the. Um, not the not the recent Antichrist, though. No, 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 no. Who Saw a Die, Two Faces of Fear, Case of the Scorpion's Tale. I think Case of the Scorpion Tale is the other Martino one. Yeah, that's the other Martino one that has George Hilton in it, who's in all these goddamn movies. But not this one, not this one, no. no. Lizard in a Woman's Skin, the Filchy Jallo, which isn't great. But I'll watch it again. I don't think I've seen that. It's very psychological. And it doesn't make a lot of sense, obviously. So it's, a, fal- it's, so, so it's a faulty film. Yeah, there's a, and there's a okay. lot of gore. Yeah. Okay, so it's a faulty film. Yeah. <laughs> and there's one she did that I did really like, actually. Um, she was also in uh, the worst Jalo I've ever seen, um, which Ooh. is the fire from an iguana's tongue. Was she in that? Is that the salamander? No, that's a different world. Maybe it's not. You know what? I think... I think I'm mixing it up because it's Luigi Pastilli who's in Fire. Okay, okay. That's it, um, yeah. I have never heard of this film called The Salamander until I was doing research. And that looks like an Italian crime movie. But the cast, that movie's cast, that movie has uh, Anita Strindberg, um, yeah. Eli Wallach, Wallach um, Cleavon Little, Christopher Lee, Martin Basalm, Sybil Danning, Anthony Quinn, and Franco Nero. That's that's a great cast, yeah. I'm so, I bet it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch it? No, but I'm going to tell you right now. Okay. If that movie was good, I would have heard about 
because <laughs> those are like almost all of my favorite actors, uh, except Franco Nero. Um, but like, I love me some Martin Bassam. Yeah. And Christopher yeah, Lee, I... come on. Cleavon Little, sign me the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just going to go on a limb and say that movie's probably not very good. I have a feeling that one's on Amazon Prime, actually. I'm sure I've seen well, that you one. Know, if I'm ever feeling painful, I'll give it a yeah. go. Uh, yeah. But they're the main, I think, you know, the, let's be real. Martina was making this movie to show off women's bodies. and. Uh, they're the stars of the film. They're they're the main drawer. The the male lead, um, the character uh, uh, Olivia, I'm bad at Olivier. name. Olivieri, played by Luigi Pastilli. Good actor, and very good in this film. But yeah. I feel he's kind of as the kind of like failed Arthur with a bad mother complex. Um. <laughs> He he's kind of he's just he doesn't he just can't hold hold your attention like they like those two. I don't, I don't know. I think he is for okay. me the real star of this. I thought this really? performance okay. was fantastic because he's such a horrible horrible person. Mm, that's a good point. Still, you know what? You still I'm not going to say you root for him, but he's got kind of your attention. He's got bits of your sympathy all the way through. Um, I I think it was such uh, a and he's so dissipated and drunk all the time. I think horrible. I don't know if he gets my sympathy after the opening scene, but because that we'll get to that in a minute. But I I do think it's interesting because you know you know you you kind of suspect early on he's not the killer, and yeah. everyone you know so you 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 do want to think well yeah he's not the killer but still you know fuck this dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't feel too bad. <laughs> He's getting free. Yeah. yeah, because he is a he, man. He's a bastard. Um, yes. Have you seen this actor? Any, anything else? Oh yeah, this this is a. He's in tons of Italian films. Tons of the Italian police films. He usually plays the the cop. Oh, okay. uh, things like oh, okay. Milan, Caliber Nine, etc. You know, mm. but people will recognize him. He played um, Tuco's brother in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. The priest. He says to him, "Okay, why are you such a bastard?" He's Why also in four feet dollars more. That's right. I think a smaller role in that. I can't. Yeah, can't yeah. Put him in that one as much, uh, even though I probably prefer it because a fantastic. I, I have. I have never seen Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Have you not? Well, you should watch because that. it's so goddamn long. Um, it's, a, it's long, but yeah. I've seen the other two. I've seen Fistful of Dollars and Four Feet Dollars More. I've seen yeah. those, and I own the soundtracks, and <laughs> you know, the Mexican. Uh, Good, good, good shit. I got. I I own Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. One day I'll watch it. <laughs> ah, yeah. Give yourself a treat. That is great. I know. I know. I love Italian westerns. Um, I love Django. Yeah, yeah. This is one of the fair. stupidest goddamn movies. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this uh, he's in a lot of stuff. His career kind of went downhill. Unfortunately, he died young from suicide yeah. in the nineties. Um, but. I, I, I'm not knocking his performance. I just like the other two more. I and mean, maybe I hate his character so much. I don't really care for him. So yeah, maybe he's doing yeah. a good job. Horrible character. Uh, but he was a big star in Italy. He was a stage star and he did a lot of uh, uh, Brecht. Like yes. in Italian. Yeah. So big name actor. And, and I feel people. Uh -huh. He looks like James Caan quite a lot, I thought. He's yeah. Got you know what? James Caan energy. 
yeah, I got the, that's a weird sentence. Yeah. Um, that, that, that JCE. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, the one other person I want to mention in this who has a very small part, but this always stands out when I see him is Ivan Rasimov. Yeah. Um, who plays a, an, 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 how do you say that? Enigmatic. Enigmatic. Thank you. Fuck, I'm tired. Anyway, I'm an English teacher, but I've been t- I've been teaching English all day, and now I'm podcasting. So I'm sorry if my my throat's not there or my brain. Um, yeah, I've had to explain to- a lot of languages today: Japanese, I had English, to explain- French. I had to explain. I had to explain gerunds today, so I'm I'm done. Anyway, Ooh. yeah, uh, he is he is a Serbian Yugoslavian. He's in Bava's Planet of the Vampires. And he played Django in two like Django ripoffs. And ah, right. He's also, yeah, he's also in Mrs. Ward. He's also in <laughs> All the Calls in the Dark. He's also in Spasmo <laughs> and uh, Shock. And he's in Eaten Alive. He's in the 1980 Eaten Alive movie with Mel Ferrer that's from Italy, not the 1980 movie called Eaten Alive with Mel Ferrer from America. Wow, that's a coincidence. <laughs> so he retired and he, 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 stopped acting in the 80s and he, he passed away in 03 from motorcycle accident but he doesn't do much here but i i just think he's so i said he looks like an evil young peter graves yeah i see that he's a, <laughs> he's a lot of these films playing the same character the kind of mystery man that's kind of yeah lurking, everyone assumes is a killer yeah those are, they always get you yeah he's yeah he doesn't do much but he, he stands out here and um everybody else like a very small cast there are a few other actors in here they don't like, but I feel like it's really a three-person movie, almost almost like a play. Yeah, and the detective shows up for a while, other people show up for a while, but it's really I think going. That's this is who it's about. It's about Irina, her shitty husband, and their niece, who may or may not have dubious intentions. And unless you want to go into any more about the cast or crew, I think we should talk about the movie now. And that's no, I think the more we get in, the more we'll spoil it. So if you do want to see this, I don't know if, it, if it's streaming anywhere. I own it. <laughs> yeah, um, I, it, I watched it on the Arrow streaming service. Okay. Is that worth the money? That's pretty good, actually. I don't usually have it because I've got, I've got early starts in the morning. I've got a three-year-old kid. I've got a <laughs> wife that doesn't really want to watch all that much Italian stuff, but it's, uh, it is really good. <laughs> Uh, so whenever I do get a free chance, I'll stick that on. When when you when you were here and you watched the visitor, you watched that with your kid in the room. What about what about this one? I am not going to watch uh, your vices <laughs> locked room and only I have the key with my three year old son. No, no, okay, a- just just wondering. <laughs> anyway, I feel like this movie this movie starts with a fa- with a fantastic like erotic montage uh, <laughs> of like um, that's my that's what my boyfriend called a sex scene. Which I always find hilarious. We were watching, not not to go off on a on a on a tangent. We were watching Desperado, and yeah, it has a very gratuitous sex scene in it, um, yeah. with like reverse reverse cowgirl and everything. And um, my boyfriend's like, "Oh, an erotic montage," and I'm like, "You, no, it's a sex." God, go oh, anyway. Uh, my mom call it the boring bits. The boring bits. I mean, me yeah. too, because they're never for me. Um, but it has like that great theme that sounds very Morricone-esque playing. Yeah, the harpsichord. Over. Yeah, yeah. I love a good harpsichord theme. 
and <laughs> with like some like you know kind of vaguely sexy things happening and then it goes into this really bad party oh <laughs> listen most of the most of the content warning that you mentioned is in the first 10 minutes or so of this film it's uh, why really- is that what happens well there's a big party <laughs> at the, the mansion and it seems to be the the man and the wife um Irina and uh Oliveira their their maids Brenda uh, who's black and a bunch mm-hmm. of hippies from a campground nearby yeah goddamn and hippies it starts with some domestic abuse Oliveira Oliveira makes his wife drink uh from a from a fruit bowl that everybody's poured their drink into and he forces it down her throat. Yeah. Yeah. She runs off and then he um, basically fondles the maid while being racist. It's yeah, yeah really yeah. few minutes. This is not a nice guy. And then all yeah. the hippies song. Yeah. I feel like the hippie, the, the, the hippie that starts singing. I, I wonder if she's like, I got to do something. This is getting dark. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. Um, then the woman gets, I like how that one woman says, like, what does he say? Like, clothes are a print. Like, see, this one yeah. woman just gets up and says, clothes are like a prison or something like that. Yeah, like the, the, the cause of all the evil in the world or something. Yeah. It reminds me of Homer in The Simpsons saying, don't you hate pants? Like, just <laughs> like, this gets naked for no reason and everyone's dancing. And then the wife comes back out dressed as Oliviero's mom. That's right. Because he started by talking about the picture of his mother dressed up yes. like Mary Scott. Oliviero has mommy issues. Yes. <laughs> it's repeated quite a lot throughout the film that everybody thinks he slept with his mother. Yeah. And me too. I think that too. I think he did. He doesn't yeah, deny it. Point. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't deny it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that happened. And everybody seems to want that dress. Like the the maid puts it on at one point and starts masturbating. Yeah, because you know why not? Um, <laughs> and yeah, and from the from that you get the next day hangover because I would imagine that'd be a bad hangover at that party. And you. You just kind of see how messed up the marriage is. Oliviero's going to go have an affair with a woman who works at the bookstore. Oh, wait a minute. We've missed out an important bit which shows. What did that I miss? Really, it shows that Oliviero is not a nice person because oh, his that? wife comes in dressed up as the, as you said, with the cow costume and is raped by his, her husband. Oh, yeah. Because dressed up like yes. his mother. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, another nail in his coffin that this is a horrible, horrible man. He's a bad he's a bad guy. He's not a good person. And he goes to have you know, his mistress goes to meet him at a rock at the rock quarry to have an affair, as you do. Yeah. And um she's brutally murdered. <laughs> yes. Um, I was confused. He seems to be blackmailing her. Is he blackmailing her for sex saying and he said, I can't make it. Oh, you've got to make it because you started sleeping with me when I was at school. So yeah, again, some more evidence that he's not nice. Maybe anything- yeah. And and the the it's funny because there is some foreshadowing that you don't notice at the time that the the bookshop owner seems to be spying on them a little bit. Yeah, like yeah. when he's saying this, and you're like, well, that's weird. But she's murdered. He just goes. I don't think he didn't do it. Spoiler: like he didn't do it. He's at home drinking with his cat, 
and looking at his pics of his mom. <laughs> well, he's actually out driving, remember? Because he That's has right, to. Yeah, because yeah, uh, his wife, can, you know, come, goes and checks the spare tire to see if uh, his story yeah, about because it's true. And she covers. She gives him an alibi. Yeah, the police. Yeah, because Which, obviously like, he heard and told the police, so the police come round and. But he's got an alibi, according to the wife. Yeah, which I guess is kind of indicative of an of, a, of an abusive, abusive relationship. Like yeah, the, definitely. Yeah, because God only knows how bad he would get if she didn't do that, right? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, it's sad. But we also forgot to mention the cat. The cat? Satan. Because Satan, yes. Good name for a cat. Your recent podcast had a snake called Satan, wasn't it? Fuck, you're right. <laughs> I used to have a fish called Satan as well. A goldfish. I used to have a cat named Demon. Right. <laughs> uh, we didn't go that hard. Um, I had a, I, and I had a fish named Wilbur. Uh, anyway, Wilbur committed nice. suicide. Rest in peace, Wilbur. Um, well, Satan committed suicide the same way. Jumped out the bowl. Oh, oh God. Fish are so stupid. They are. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, Satan's an asshole. Um, to the to the wife. Yeah, Satan hates the wife and jumps in her face whenever he gets the chance. Yes, and you don't really know why, but you find out why later. And well, yeah, but there is a, an indication that the, either the spirit of the mother is in the cat. Oh, yeah. the, <laughs> the mother was a witch, and she's that the cat's kind of was kind of her familiar, but she yeah. hates. Yeah, see, Willie hates that cat, and the cat keeps going after her birds, and. That's- See, so threatens the cat, and like this is this is a bad relationship with that cat. I think not a single, the only healthy relationship in this house is between the husband and the cat. Yes, yeah, they like each other. Every, everybody else hates everybody else, um, or is enabling, or is turning the, turning the other cheek to horrible things, and things just get more hell, horrible because for no apparent reason, their niece shows up. Yeah. Uh, adult niece, barely an adult niece. Well, by, yes, we've missed out. Uh huh. I'm sorry. Murder. Oh God, this so it happened so quick. Well, what's this? No, isn't the second murder the the, the prostitute? No, second murder. Oh, Brenda. Brenda. God, the I main... got him in the wrong order. Yes. So yeah. then there's a murder in the goddamn house. <laughs> yes, she's the, the the maid tries on again this this old school dress. Yes, um, masturbates. Spot the door flies open. She spots what we think is Ivan Razumov outside, kind of maybe spying. But yeah. You can't really... She runs in. Olivieri has disappeared from his chair. The cat's running around as well, and then she gets again with the same kind of curved knife. Gets her um, stomach, I think, slashed open. And uh, yeah, Irina... it, it looks like the, it looks like the gash that James Woods has in Videodrome. It looks a lot like that. It's it doesn't look real, but it doesn't look nice. It looks really gnarly. I think. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I, I just watched video drum. Um, that confused the hell out of my boyfriend. Anyway, uh, yeah. So C's dead, and Olivio is very adamant he did not do it, and he convinces his wife they have to hide the body because yeah, the second woman that's turned up with a link to him killed in the same way. So the police aren't going to believe me. The wife agrees. Yeah. So they, they put the body in the cellar. In the cellar, and, behind the wine. What do you call that big thing? A barrel? <laughs> <laughs> a big barrel. A big. I'm, I'm a whiskey guy. I don't know. But a, I don't know. My, yeah. A vat? No, that's not a vat. 
I don't know what it is. Anyway, it's a big barrel that somehow it's a big, it's a big ass barrel. They 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 put the body behind that, and yeah. then they get a post like so. They're dealing with they're in the middle of this abusive relationship that's, that's deteriorating by the day. People are being killed around them, and yeah. then they get a postcard like, "Hi, I'm coming to visit your niece," <laughs> and they're like, and they're both justifiably like, "Oh, fuck, wow. really? God damn This it. is life is like, though, isn't it? What was that? You've got you've got everything that you're already trying to cope with. You've just, yeah. you know, I, you know, having to hide the body of your dead maid, and then there's a visit again. You, you know, to yeah, yeah, <laughs> relatable. <laughs> I don't want to know what's going on with you on that. Okay. <laughs> so then, yeah. So then, uh, and the, but the, he, uh, Oliviero is not happy about it, but then he sees the niece. Yeah. And it is sexy time. Edwige Fenech. Yeah. Uh, who is Feneching. Yes. Wearing skin tight, everything all the time and no bra. Mini skirt. Yep. Mini skirt. And we talked about this. So, she is her. She is Olivia knows sister's daughter. That's right. Yeah. Yes. So he has the hearts for his niece. I think once you've slept with your mother, the all bets are off with the rest of the family members. I mean, <laughs> is it like Pokemon? Yeah. <laughs> you got to get them all. Oh. And I feel like once the niece shows up, it really becomes much more of a psychological drama. Definitely. And like yeah. them, because you, because there is the prostitute, a prostitute's murdered. Very, mm-hmm. and the, the madam. That, um, that uh, Fenich was supposed to get off and yeah. said she's left from a pilot. Yes. Um, <laughs> so you do see the, the, the new prostitute in town. Um <laughs> So this, is, this is this a one uh, prostitute town? I think it is because the madam is very excited about her. Man, um, yeah, that'd be exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> that poor woman. That, that's something I got to say about this. It's usually a giallo is in like a big city. You know, it's in Rome or Milan or Trento, yeah. Turin, and a lot of them. This is, uh, I think, it's Venuto. It's saying. I don't even know if that's a city or just a region, but it's it definitely feels like a more small, a small town kind of milieu. I think it was. I think it was filmed right outside Rome, but it's not set right outside yeah. Rome. Like it's set like in whatever the Italian version of BFE is. Yeah, what's <laughs> BFE? Oh, BFE's buttfuck Egypt. Right. <laughs> that's what we call. That's that's the mid- that's the middle of nowhere. Uh, uh, sorry. I, yeah, I taught you on a, a colloquialism. Yeah. Um, yeah, love it. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. It was filmed. The so the the villa. It's the villa Ludli in Brescia, Telio Pad. It's it's in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm bad at this. I'm learning oh, Italian. I'm learning is, Italian, but pronunciation is difficult. Yeah, that is the same villa that's in another movie um, called A Quiet Place in the Country. Okay. Which, not to go get ahead of myself, I forgot about that movie. If you like this movie and you want to see a movie that's like really, really similar to it, that came out like three years before it, <laughs> um, watch it. That has Vanessa Redgrave and Franco Nero in it. Right. Um, wow. Yes. And it's about uh, 
on a comp. So here's the IMDb description. An accomplished painter rents a dilapidated villa and soon finds himself absorbed in the property's history, particularly the murder of a sex-obsessed countess. So it's more of like kind of a vertigo type thing, but there yeah. is definitely his character is fucking gone. Yeah. Um, much like the writer in this. And it's the same villa. I didn't realize that until I just, just oh. now. Which I've is never seen it. Is that it's where um bad. is that where Vanessa Redgrave and Frank Nero got together the first time because they I think they had a kid where to, you know they split well, up for decades and now they're back together again oh yeah Vanessa Redgrave was with Franco Nero off and on like a long time and then they finally got married like in 06 right yeah 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 so I don't know where they met I, I they that'd be that'd be a weird god could you imagine being being married to Franco Nero <laughs> oh god I really hate Franco I'm sorry I hate Franco I Nero <laughs> That's weird. Why? I just I don't I don't know. I, there's something about like he's he's I don't I like Django. Yeah. Okay. I, I really like Django, but I something about him just rubs me the wrong way in the wrong way. And every time I see him, it's just like oh fuck, Frank O'Neill in this movie. Um. Like, I watched Die Hard 2 a while ago on TV, and I forgot Frank O'Neill was in that. And I'm like, God damn it. He's also a bastard. Oh, is he? In real life? Yeah. He well, he just made a movie of Kevin Spacey. Oh, did he? Oh, I did hear about that. Yeah. Yeah, for me, probably. I said on the podcast. <laughs> you know what? That's right. I do. <laughs> I think the movie, it gets so weird because, like, once the, so the prostitute is killed and you find out the killer is the bookstore owner. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the killer isn't covered because the, the, the madam hits, her over the head, hits him over the head with a frying pan and he dies in a pool of blood, weirdly. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, that was easy. Movie's over. No, no, it's not. Um, because more bad things start to happen more with the house. And... Mm -hmm. Uh, what's her name? Irina, not Irina, for, for Floriana, the, the niece, starts um playing both sides here. Yeah, yeah, she does. She hedges her bets by sleeping with aunt and uncle, and tries to get both of them to kill the other one. You know, it's Italy, um, <laughs> incest, incest Italian style. Yeah, that's a good yeah. name for a sex game comedy. Um, I'm not. No, don't make that movie in Italy. Um, yeah. See, she first she she gets with uh, the wife in a very gratuitous scene. Yes. <laughs> um, which is wonderful if you're into that sort of thing. Again, with the, with the very flowery score, like this is arty sleaze. Do you agree? This is like some high art sleaze at this point. Like. <laughs> They they really want you to think they're making some some classy shit here with the uh, lesbian incest. <laughs> um, oh, that's not blood related. So hey, you know I'm not gonna that's judge. Not yeah, but once he bangs the once he once he gets with the uh, the uh, the Oliviero, that's that that goes too far. 
that goes too far, yeah. Uh, plus, far. Uh-huh. she is also sleeping with the milkman, the fastest milkman in the West. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot he was the milkman. <laughs> yeah, well, he, actually, he doesn't just deliver milk, he also delivers G&B, I noticed. G&B whiskey. Yeah, he, he delivers some other stuff too, if you know what I'm saying. Um, how many gallows have J&B bottles in them? All of them. All of yeah, and all. Yeah. I have got like, a JMB T-shirt on at the moment as a, as a nerdy. A JMB what? <laughs> a JMB T-shirt. Oh, JMB T-shirt. Oh, I wish I could. Do they make them in two XL talls? I think they um, It's the tall that gets me. I need a tall. That's not just the two X. I need the yeah. tall, or or it's a midriff, and nobody wants that. It's my boyfriend. Um, <laughs> yeah, he shows up, and that's all. Also. I they like that relationship plays into the very last scene in the film, but it does feel very tacked on. Like, why is she? Yeah, she's just, yeah. I all kind of fits together, you know. It does feel like, what? Why are we doing this? Why are we going to watch this guy's motorbike race? Mm-hmm. You know, which loses. Yes, um, but it all kind of ties in. It's a fairly tight film, even though you're thinking this is this bit isn't really needed, but <laughs> it all comes well, together. Like, yeah, like because the husband, because uh, Oliviero watches them, and that gives her the like, and she tells him that before they have sex. Yes, right. Yeah. I, I, also, I also, they she has sex with her aunt. It's a great sentence. Um, right when the aunt is talking about her murderous husband, because nothing turns women on, <laughs> like talking about how the husband wants to murder somebody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But then I think the next murderer in this film is not the husband or the niece. It is the aunt because she finally kills that. She finally kills that cat. Well, tries yeah. to kill the cat. Or she kills yeah. the cat. She does. And again, this is from the Edgar Allan Poe story. She takes mm-hmm. its eye because yeah. it kills doves. Kills the doves. Um, yes. Yeah. And, and, um, and because all the way through it, things are punctuated by a, a cut to the cat screaming yeah. and then after this point it cuts to pictures of the cat with a bloody eye <laughs> yes which is pretty nasty <laughs> the cat is the cat is the chorus of the film yeah it is it's definitely greek, it's a greek chorus that just goes there's a yeah. lot of that in the film. yes and so there's that going on with the cat and the husband's like where's the cat so they go, i don't know where the cat is and because I think you're supposed to think at that point, because you don't really see the cat for a long time. You hear the cat, mm-hmm. but you're thinking this is like Edgar Allan Poe. They've 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 walled up the cat in with Brenda in the cellar, but they yes, haven't. Not at that point, because the cat reappears at that point and kills the birds. Yeah, and then, but this is also kind of the impetus for Oliviero confronts her about the cat, and like, where are the scissors? <laughs> um, <laughs> and then. She mentions, I think something. She makes him angry again, and then he rapes yeah. her again while Floriana watches. Mm-hmm. Toxic relationship. This guy, the guy needs to be killed, and he will be killed. Yes, but after the rape, they go for a picnic on the, <laughs> <laughs> as you do, and um. They they talk about wanting like that's when you start to kind of get what maybe might be actually actually happening here because Fleur, 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 they both start saying you know you know you know who should fucking die 
<laughs> who do you, you maybe he's a die and that's when kind of the next part of the thing starts where arena finally snaps and takes those same scissors or new scissors while he's typing and murders the hell out of him <laughs> yep yep and, and uh yeah and i'm actually figuring of um the shining is it not he's just written crazy nonsense no, like that's, late. That's, 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 that's the next that's after that oh is that after that right that's walter walter does that spoiler right um because <laughs> so Flor- F- floriana this is when i think you start to figure out Flo- what Flo- floriana's game is mm-hmm. because floriana acts like she loves um arena you know there's the great line ever there's a great terrible line when uh after she murders her husband um and she can't sleep she's gonna take drugs and fleorna says I know more pleasant ways to help you sleep. Like, I bet you do, honey. I bet you do. <laughs> but she's in it for the money. Yep. Yeah. She, the second he's dead, she's like, you're going to go to prison. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you do that? Yeah. Why you, what, what's wrong with you? You better give me all the drooly in the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very subtle, Floriana. But that's when somebody starts writing Vendetta. Oh, is it? Ah, oh, I missed that. Yeah, bit. after that, yes, and that's to make Floriana go crazy and run uh, away, and that's when you find out that Walter's there, and he was the mysterious man in the distance, mm-hmm. and yes, he he is also he killed. Who did he kill? He killed Brenda. <laughs> he killed Brenda. Yeah, and also you you have seen his face once before. He comes up. He knocks on the door. Irina mm-hmm. answers it. This is after the murder of Brenda and gives back the cleaned um, dress. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's, yeah. When Brenda's murdered, they're talking about holding her up in the yeah. wall and getting her. Oh, no, no, I'm I, sorry. He didn't, kill, he didn't kill Brenda. He helped uh, Iriana kill Blender, Brenda because Brenda killed Iriana and, and Olivero's mom. Yes. It's so hard. To, I'm sorry if it sounds like we weren't paying attention, but it's a gallo. And <laughs> gallows don't have double crosses. They have like sextuple crosses. Yes. So it's very hard to keep up with whom killed whom and how. <laughs> yeah. And you usually have a lot of killers as well and a lot of red herrings. Yes. You see it in Tenebrae as well. It's quite a similar plot to Tenebrae. Not as good as Tenebrae. Not as good as Tenebrae. No, Tenebrae's uh, great. Oh, that's just a great movie. But I think this movie has more killers than victims. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got oh yeah, three killers at least. Yeah. And and you know, I think Floriana would have killed somebody if she had time. Yeah. 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 And so, but she doesn't because once they once they get rid of the bodies, they, they put they put Oliviero in the basement next to Brenda, you know. Yeah. Yep. They big, have to they big... get the bricks out, put them in. Break it up again. I miss, I miss having a big basement. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> damn Tokyo. And then they they stage a car accident to kill Floriana because Floriana has run off with um, Dario, the motorcycle, the motorcycle, the motorcycle milkman. That's right. Yeah. So it's like uh, this is a great scene. I love that. You have Walter. Good editing too. Good editing. Good music. Yeah, because it edits between the billboards that you know yeah. when you're <laughs> And then yeah. there's blood on the heart of the billboard. Yep. 
yeah, yeah, beautiful, a great ending, and um, quite similar to the ending of the the, the Vice of Mrs. Ward, which again yeah. happened. What looks like the identical roads, but just <laughs> probably it, is unexpected twist on the roads. But um, yeah, really <laughs> yes, works. But, like but th- just when you think there's not enough double crosses, <laughs> yep, it turns. It turns out the woman who wanted someone to murder everyone she knows is a murderer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and she murders Walter. By like, pushing him off the spot where they all had a picnic earlier. <laughs> yeah. And he looks so he looks he's he's so surprised. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and for the first time in the movie, now we know Arena is really the secret killer. She does her hair for once because for the whole movie, her hair has been a kind of a big wild fright wig. Um, <laughs> finally, get them out. I went, aha! I found uh, you. I yeah. can brush. I can brush my hair, and the look on her face after she murders Walter is fantastic. It is. She looks fantastic at that point. Yeah, yeah. she is gorgeous. She is. Like, yeah, yeah. She's. You know, I think she gets. She gets kind of you know overshadowed by Fenech. Uh, but uh, Anita Strindberg was is, was a beautiful actress, and you think she thinks he's gonna get away with it until you remember this is based on an Edgar Allan Poe short story. And oh fuck! So what? So she comes back to that villa, and what happens? Well, the police turn up um, to. I can't even remember. <laughs> oh, I know. This is this is a bit I love because the, there's a character we haven't mentioned yet. The old, the old woman, lady. Mr. Lenari, yes, who's the rag and bone woman. And she comes every day, I think, to the mansion to collect their old J&B bottles that they've drunk. <laughs> yeah, because they're alcoholics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their drinking has led to the led to all unraveling because she's there at a point where uh, Irina stabs the cat's eye out. Mm-hmm. And she reports her for animal cruelty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> old Which lady. Come up, found, yeah. found a member of, Pe- of Peter. Yeah, so she's got away with the murders, but the animal cruelty, and yeah. the police turn up and they hear they hear Satan, and oh, I think it's coming from the basement, and there you go, caught. Yes, there you go. The Edgar Allan Poe twist comes in if, at the end. If the cat does have the spirit of the dead mom in it, yeah, then the dead mom got her. Exactly. Yes. Revenge. I yes, didn't thought about that. The, the, the dead mom's like, I'm the only person in this family who will have incest. <laughs> and possibly my son. And po- well, he's dead. You, so you am need I. To. The yeah. end. You need, you need to. Yes, you need to. <laughs> I'm sorry for making. We're not. We don't want to make light of real world issues here. This is a silly movie. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's it's grim but silly. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's kind of why I like it because it is. It sounds very dark and twisted, and and some of the stuff with the abuse is pretty dark, but it's so stylish. Yeah, and so flowery and so over the top that for me, this is the kind of movie that I can't take those things seriously. No, I totally agree, and I, you know, you've said this podcast before, and I agree with you. I cannot watch the grim stuff. You know. Okay. Yeah. Really horrible films. I don't. I do not like to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, this, it's fine. It does not feel real, and it is about real, you know, horrible things, but mm-hmm. not the way they're portrayed here. 
it's very loosely, very, very loosely, very loosely based on a real event. Um, Marti- Martino said that almost all of his gals are based on the same crime. Really? <laughs> about uh, a man who planned to murder his wife and then went out of town during the murder. Yeah. And then with, but his alibi was the killer. It's a whole big thing. And surprise, it was too complicated and he fucked it up. But um, <laughs> that, that, that was one of the, the big inspiration for most of his movies is that story and the French film Les Diaboliques. Oh, yeah. I was going to mention it. So there's a lot of Les Diaboliques in this. And that was a big influence, I think, in a lot of Jolly um, as well, that film. That's, that's a great film. There's even a Gallo, um, So Sweet, So Perverse, which is just a remake. Yeah, of, uh, I I that one. yeah, that has that has Carol Baker in it, right? Um, yeah, the American who was who was in a few big movies and then went went to Italy to make some make some cash naked, and that but that's by uh, Umberto Lenzi, who also made a lot of good gallows. Yeah, um, yeah, and the Man from Deep River. So some he made a, he, that's another another kind of like heavy hitter in the gallo in the gallo area for me. But yeah, this movie's fun, and even if you think we spoiled it, it's the Half the delivery is the half of it's in the delivery, not just what's happening. Yeah, That's a lot it. like oh, but it's got so much style in it, and um, you know, beautiful people and gory deaths. That yeah, yeah, really absolutely beautiful people, great deaths. You know, not too gory to the point of it grossing me out. Death scenes, no, oh, and no. Uh, fantastic costumes, a wonderful location, beautiful music by mm-hmm. uh, Bruno Nicoli. Uh, one of his one of his best scores, and he did a lot of good ones. And so, yeah, as as a less slightly lesser known Gallo go, it's definitely like in my top five. I think um, it's in my top five as well. It, it, but the thing is, it's it's kind of a different one because it's got a lot of gothic elements in it. It's not only got you know you've got the Poe, you got you know buried desires, you know things buried in the basement. It's, <laughs> it's if, if you like a little bit of gothic horror as well, this yeah, is uh, yeah. it's got that too. Yeah, we and we mentioned maybe you know we're, we're kind of a little short today. I want to mention some other good gallows because I won't do too many gallows on this podcast because they're all kind of the same thing. <laughs> um, but I rec- I already recommended a few. I think the suspicious death of a minor is fantastic. That's in that a lot of these I'm going to mention are in that arrow box set, the arrow gallow box sets. Mm-hmm, um, yes. So suspicious death of a minor is fantastic. The other Martino one, case of the bloody iris, is quite good. So sweet, so perverse is very good. There's one called Orgasmo. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen Orgasmo. No relation to the uh, the Trey Parker yeah. Matt Stone comedy. No, uh, that also right. has that also has Carol Baker in it. That's also a fantastic quadruple crossed movie. Um, but one of my favorite lesser known gals I just discovered in one of those Arrow box sets. It's called the Pajama Girl Case. Now, I haven't seen that. I started it and I thought, oh, I'm not really getting into this, but I'll give that another go. You've got to give it a go because that one is slow. And yeah. that is mostly a murder mystery. It's it's very little horror element in it. And it's based on a true story, isn't it? And I, I do love true crime. That's a big passion. It's based on a true story. And it does. I can't. That's one I don't want to spoil. Like, I'll never, I'll never have it on this podcast because. How that what happens in that movie? I don't want to spoil because it has once something happens in it, it is fantastic. Right. Oh well, thank you. Great movie and very unique. 
And that's all I can really say about it without spoiling why it's so good. <laughs> um, and it has Rainbow Land. Rainbow Land's a good actor. I like Rainbow Land. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's that one. What about you? Can you recommend any other, other any any kind of more odd or obscure or left of center gallo galley? Well, I do recommend uh, the that Luigi Pastilli one, um, the the iguana with the tongue of fire, because it's <laughs> terrible. It's laughably bad, and it's like everything that's wrong about Jallo is in this film. It, none of it makes any sense. The acting's terrible. The dubbing is terrible. Um, the death scenes are laughable. Uh, I would recommend that one if you want if you want a good laugh. And it's set in mm. Ireland as well. Weirdly, oh okay, that is weird. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you see a strange thing that yeah, they had in Ireland in the seventies: swastika laundry, where they had an actual swastika on the side of it. And you said, I, I first time I saw that film, I paused and went, "Why has that laundry van got a swastika on it?" But it was a real company. What? 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 <laughs> what, 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 what? Why? Why is why? Why? I no. It was just the. <laughs> it was just the logo. <laughs> Swastika? Yeah. <laughs> That's not okay. Uh, well, due Do- to its name logo being associated with the Nazi party in Germany, the name was changed in 1939, but their logo endured. And it was still called <laughs> Swastika Laundry. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, Do- it was used before the Nazis used it, so they went, why should we change it? They're the assholes. <laughs> <laughs> like Michael Bolton in Office Spell? Like Michael- no. <laughs> that's terrible yeah (laughs) and i have a lot of jokes i will not say i recommend like yeah pretty much everything in those gallo essentials box sets that arrow's put out uh yeah bloody iris is one i i really like it's um strip nude for your killer which uh, is is brilliant really really good really sleazy that movie is this that movie man (laughs) <laughs> okay, if you're if you're a th- if you're a straight fourteen year old boy listening to this podcast, one don't to find a way to watch that movie. You will enjoy it. <laughs> um, that movie is that movie is devoid of taste. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler spoiler for Strip Nude for Your Killer. That ends with an anal sex rape joke. <laughs> yeah, and a freeze frame. <laughs> In a freeze frame of like, like he's like, well, now it's time for me to go in the back door, and she's yeah. like, wait, no, no, and he's laughing in a, in a freeze frame like it's fucking Three's Company, yeah, um, <laughs> because the plot is about botched abortions, so he's playing it safe. Oh, uh, <laughs> for- a really horrible that, film. Quite that funny. movie's horrible. It's, it's I own it. <laughs> <laughs> and again, again, torso, torso's good too to go slightly less sleazy but again i guess one more disclaimer at the end of this if you're offended by sleazy shit don't watch gallows <laughs> no because <laughs> incest rape child prostitutes and sex trafficking uh illegal abortions racism uh, am i missing anything yeah. a lot of sexual harassment generally a lot of sexual harassment generally, sometimes by the good guys. Yes. Um, just overall a very sleazy genre. And mm-hmm. um I I'm a fan and uh I guess, you know, maybe hashtag problematic fave. 
but yeah. I can't get mad at them just because they're so out there. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and at least course, the message, it's not defending it. You know, your advice is not defending any of that. You know, it's no, no, no. Especially no. Everybody who's a bastard dies. Yeah, I think everyone pretty much prison for the rest of their life. So yeah. you know, I guess there's that. But yeah, I think if he, I hope you, hope, I hope no one thinks we're just bastards now. Um, <laughs> also, of course, the the Argento stuff. You know, any any Argento gallo up to opera is good. Yeah, and then uh, I love oh. Deep Red, Tenebre. Yeah, all that stuff. Definitely. Yeah, there you go. The but more obscure four, one we mentioned earlier, Four Flies on Grey Velvet. Um, yeah, that's lesser known, but not as good as Deep Red and Crystal Plumage and stuff. But still, a great movie with some really good twists and yeah. very dubious science. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Another another mainstay of Gallo is the science that just makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> Uh, for other ones, of course, you've got some of the Mario Bava, uh, yeah, Bava. Bava which actually also stars Luigi Pastilli. Um, which one? And which one? Bay of Blood, Twitch oh, to Death, whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bay of Blood has that ridiculous ending. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> and I won't spoil you. <laughs> if you just want to add more ridiculousness um, yeah. yeah, all kinds of good, it's a great genre and you recommend, you said that Arrow the Arrow Player streaming service has oh, a ton quite, of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, really, uh, really good. And um, you don't usually have a choice between dubbed and subtitles, so they're mostly dubbed unless they were kind of in English and they're, mm. you know, they're the well, most famous one. A lot of Gallo, not this one, but a lot of Gallo were filmed silent and yeah. with international actors. So like Pajama Girl case, Ray Milan speaking English, uh, Dalia Dilazario speaking Italian. And they just dub them all, so yeah. kind of like kind of like Jackie Chan's Rumble in the Bronx. There's no undubbed version. <laughs> it's right. just, so don't 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 let the and usually the dubs are pretty good. Yeah, you know, yeah, they're it's not. not like, it's not like watching an old Hong Kong movie. No, Iguana no. with a Tongue of Fire. The dubbing's not great, but okay, nothing's well, great. What about how's the score? In a, how is the score good? <laughs> oh, I can't remember. I bet it's all right. They're usually pretty good. The scores. Yeah, but I just I, now now I want to see that movie. <laughs> You'll hate me. Uh, oh well, you know, <laughs> not the first, not the last. Anyway, I think we'll wrap it up there with me hating you, um, Joe. Yeah. Where can people so people can find you on Twitter? Of course, that's right. Uh, it's at Fruit of the Loom. That's fruit spelled F R O O T of the Loom two on Twitter, or just search for Fruit of the Loom again, F-R-O-O-T. Yes. And, and I look that? at, yeah, we look at Mandela effects, like people's stupidest Mandela effects they put on um, Reddit usually. So it's people who think that the universe has changed because they can't remember stuff and they're too arrogant to admit it. And I used to compete with you for for likes on that, but I, it, it got me too hard. And... <laughs> um, I, I had to stop. So you're, I used to be a, a Mandela Effect Chronicle on, on Reddit, but I, 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 was, I got too far in, and <laughs> I, had to, I had to back out. So it's, it's all up to you now, Joe. It's all up to me, yeah. And, I, and I've, I'm, I'm branching out into uh, manifest people that manifest things. And uh, What is manifesting? It's people who think that they can change the world by thinking about it, and they can manifest people. 
Oh, is it like power, law of attraction bullshit? Law of attraction bullshit. Yeah. Oh, fuck a duck. <laughs> I, I was, I was, I was teaching somebody who believed that. Oh and no! I, I was so angry. It's like, how did that get to Japan? <laughs> God damn it! But anyway, uh, you can find me online at Twitter at Lost Turntable, LostTurntable.com, on YouTube, Lost Turntable. Just type Lost Turntable, you'll find me. And on my other podcast, Alexander Ragtime Band, which is about prog rock. Like I said last week, this the next episode will be about Manfred Mann, which will be up by the time this episode comes up. I think that episode will be online, or it'll be very close. And then after that, I don't know. I want to talk about Hawkwind, but um, it's a democracy, so I have to talk to Elliot. But if I could talk about Hawkwind every podcast, I would do that. Anyway. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Cinema Oblivia. See you again in a couple of weeks. Until then, take care. <laughs>